The Remedial Herstory Project is a nonprofit working to get women's history into the primary and secondary history curriculum. To help us meet our goal, we produce media, lesson plans, and so much more. You can check it out on our website, www.remedialherstory.com. Our project is funded through grants and by patrons, potentially like you. Thank you to our patrons, Jeff, Barbara, Christian, Kent, Jamie, Jenna, Nancy, Megan, Leah, Mark, Nicole, Anne, Sarah, Alicia, Katia, Michelle, Jessica, Laura, and Jackie. If you would like to join these wonderful people and become a patron, you can head over to patreon.com and become a supporter of the Remedial Herstory Project. You too can help us reform education and allow women to be seen, heard, and complicated. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Brooke. Want to tell everyone what's happening in today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. All right, I'm down. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Remedial Her Story, the other 50%, the podcast that explores what happened to the women in history class. Now, here's your host, Kelsey Brooke Eckert, and her partner in crime, Brooke Neva Sullivan. Brooke, in this episode, we are going to introduce our next theme. Women in war. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, Brooke, I have an admission. Oh, no. Okay, I'm all ears. I do. Well, you know that I do triathlon. uh, You do? (laughs) Before (laughs) every Ironman that I do, Mm -hmm. I put my feet up and I watch G.I. Jane. What? (laughs) It's my Get Amped Up movie. As she's doing her one-armed push-up, I'm like, I can do freaking anything. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a Banff movie, but um, that's it's my really funny. guilty pleasure. Don't tell anybody. Wait, isn't that movie really problematic? Why? It has no flaws. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a fictitious character, it right? It is a fictitious character. No woman has ever passed the Navy SEAL exam. But Representation matters. Can't see what we can't. Well, can't the whole film is see. trying to talk about the problems, right? Like mm-hmm. how, how you know how they try to push women out and took a tough woman. So today, I want to talk about. We're going to introduce the theme: women in war. And like usual, we'll go back in time in our next episode. But I think to introduce it, I think it's really important to call out this time that we're in, which yeah. is women are breaking down these barriers to service, right, in in the U.S. military. All over. We're going to talk about the origins in our podcast of women in war, but I think we need to have this contemporary perspective that it's like we are witnessing presently the effect of women stepping into yeah um into positions and you know you could point to like the world wars as a turning point for women because they are allowed you know they they are recruiting women marines they're getting women into into the army and yeah. you know there's all these things which we'll talk about but that's the foot in the door right that's yeah, the gate and women were getting eventually getting equal pay into the armed services but equal pay doesn't equate to equal opportunity. Doesn't equate to equal opportunity for promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of the women that serve in the armed forces, so much of this has, you know, for me, it's like I just 
I'm so impressed with their badassery. Mm. Uh, but for them, it's about like career advancement, right? Yeah. And so a lot of women that we see breaking barriers, it's economic, right? It's, it's not just about physical prowess and all those sorts of things. But one of the things that's really a metaphor, you know, I'm going to bring in running and triathlon just one more time and then I'll drop I'll, it. Oh, fine. Okay, I promise. <laughs> um, one of the things that always strikes me is, you know, the four-minute mile was such a barrier that nobody could break. It was sort of like, how are all of these really fast people unable to go under four minutes? It's It should, you know, these men, um, they, it should be possible, right, to, to get under four minutes. And then once one dude did it, it was just like blah, 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 a bunch of guys get under the four minute mile. I guess I didn't know and that now, about the mile. Yeah, and Good now, to know. now it's like constant. And so one of the really interesting things is that a lot of the barriers for women getting into these different positions is mm. they have to pass these like grueling physical tests as well as like you know cumulative experience tests and. It, but a lot of it's physical yeah. barriers, right? And so women, whether consciously, unconsciously, covertly, or overtly are told, you can't do it. You know, it's, it's just, it's not designed for you. You can't carry that. You can't run that fast. You can't do this amount of whatever it is that they have to do. And once one woman does it, Boom, 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 boom. And so today I want to talk about Amanda, Amanda Kelly. She is the first woman to pass the Army Ranger exam, which is a hard exam. We're not trying to like categorize which branch of the military is the most badassery. They are they are wide. I have stood on Point de Hoc and looked down at what the Army Rangers yeah, climbed I mean, on D Day. I'll put out there that the SEALs are pretty badass. The Marines are pretty badass. <laughs> like those in the Navy. Like we're not trying to like go well, there. They all have their branch. They all have their branch have of their badassery, but we're talking about Ranger badassery in Army this moment. Ranger. Yeah. yeah so like, this is like the Army's elite group. And um, she is so interesting. Um, she is in Georgia. She has to pass the exam in scorching Georgia summer heat. She had to carry, you know, 50 pounds of weight on her back through the whole, you know, through a lot of the patrol exercises. Um, she is tough lady. She was pushed to join the program um, as part of career advancement. Her mm. um, supervisor was like, this is this is a really great idea for you. Like, you, you have could a do lot it. of potential. Go. You have a lot of leadership. One of the things that really strikes me about her is that I can't imagine being a woman doing this. She's not the first to try to do this, but it would be hard to not think about your gender and think about the potential that you could like make history while you're doing this. And, you know, I, I, maybe that's just me, the historian looking at her accomplishment, but she said, it's not about you in that moment. It's about the people around you. You don't realize in that moment how many people look up to you until you complete it. Everybody has those trying periods because those mountains are really tough. And I just think that's so real, you know, that's so like probably accurate. And you're yeah. like, in order to get through it, you can't think about the end. You're like in the journey, you yeah, know, like and you minute got, by minute. Yeah. It's one of those things where what's the, I mean, I will bring up your triathlons. I can do anything hard for five minutes. 
I can do the next hard thing for five minutes. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, I remember mentally getting through preseason in soccer that way. It was like, ugh, if you think about the day, yeah, not happening. Nope. But if you think about, Three all right, days, I have to get through this drill done. for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. I can do anything for 15 minutes. Yep. And then the next drill. I can do anything for 15 minutes. And you just kind of like work your way through the day that way. I imagine as an army ranger, it's I can do anything for a minute. I can do anything for two minutes. Yeah. I can. It's almost like meditative. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. very like mind over matter. It definitely, present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really great point. Hey, Kelsey, I don't think our listeners know about the new upcoming project that we're working on. Which one? The video series. Oh, the video series. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. So I thought we could tell them a little bit about what the project is, how it's funded, and what the purpose is. Well, we are producing a video series, 25 episodes on U.S. history, 25 episodes on world history. And the point of these is to provide teachers who don't know women's history with like a 10-minute video that they could play for their class. So say you're teaching a lesson on the American Revolution. Here's 10 minutes about women in that time period. Amazing. And it could be a foundation that you can springboard from and do something really cool on those women. And these videos are, yes, you, but they are yeah. fully scripted. You can look at the scripts. They're nicely edited with some really great content. Yep. They're vetted by historians, two PhDs at least in history. So, you know, people smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be free and they're on YouTube. And they'll be on YouTube. They also have a comedian from Hollywood yes. who is helping to make them funny. So it's, you know, because I'm like kind of boring. Uh, no, very <laughs> funny. But that's awesome. So they're really engaging and they're really cool content. So more to come there. So we yeah. have those coming out. And those are funded through grants? Through grants, through our patrons. Okay. Um, so their, you know, contributions to us through Patreon are supporting that project and then we also have a lot of people that have been donating through instagram facebook we have a venmo account you can find us there that's awesome um, and they're making those contributions so yeah it's an amazing thing and if this is something that you're like yes that's what teachers need any every penny helps because it is a really expensive project so. it, yeah totally and we had a match donor for a while there too yeah. which is really cool so definitely if you're people interested in those yeah feel free to donate. You can donate right on our website, Instagram, and Venmo. Yeah. Which is awesome. Great work. I'm excited to see the rest of those videos. Oh, Brooke, thanks for your support of the project. Awesome. Wait, I, I looked up the qualifications to become an Army Oh, ranger. yeah. Tell us Do you want to hear it. some of these? So, yeah. All right. You must possess a U.S. citizenship, volunteer for assignment, and be on active duty, have a general technical score of 105 or higher, Pass the physical requirements, including the Ranger Fitness Test, which is yeah, fifty-five push-ups, sixty-nine sit-ups, five mile run in forty minutes or less, six pull-ups, the water survival test, and a twelve-mile march with a thirty-five pound rucksack and a weapon in less than three hours. Qualify and volunteer for the airborne training. Have no pending UCMJ action. <laughs> Enlist, currently hold, or voluntarily reclass into a military occupation specialty. 
pass a secret security clearance. Yeah. You know, that's not simple. Nope. Um, You have to qualify for top secret security clearance, another non-simple thing. Meet your group-specific criteria, hold an officer occupation, and then above all that else, you need an 11B NCO, which I'm not really sure totally what that is, but with a long-range surveillance Mm -hmm. um, expertise. So I imagine that's military equipment and uh, militia. Um, opportunities for a regimental reconnaissance company. Like, huh. Yeah. Like, just a few things here. But uh, also, when you look at all of those in a cumulative sense, that's a lot of people that you need approving your progression. Oh, my gosh. Like, just think of all the things you have to get. Like, okay, so the physical mental requirements, like, I'm sure there's a, a set group of people that can get there, but to get to the level you need to be at to even apply. Right. And then to get the criteria that you need to even be elevated to apply. Yeah. And then the security well, and if clearance. You think about the ways that like sexism works in workplaces. Oh, gosh. Right. So imagine the military, right? Who, by the way, do a ton of like sexual harassment training. I like, actually know. And work with the originator for many of the LGBTQ equality work. Yeah. And she's impressive, a clinician and a military professional. Yeah. Um, and I feel really honored to work with her a lot. But um, basically invented a lot of the sensitivity training, education, yeah. military medical practices. So it's fair and equitable to women, men, and trans professionals. Yeah. Um, pretty cool stuff that they – the military is actually – I think much further than many people would assume. Yeah. And actually believe because they are the government, yeah. they actually have to be a leader within those industries and set the tone for many within the country. So right. they're much further than I think a lot of people would assume. Yeah. And maybe realize. Yeah. So I just think it's so impressive that she accomplished all of those, all of those things. One of the things that strikes me to bring back the four minute mile comparison is that since she passed the exam in 2015, 30 other women have passed it. And so open the doors. It's, it's sort of like, you know, once that glass ceiling is there, if you, you know, like you have made it, you have now said it's possible, it's doable. And so much of what we think is limiting us is Mm. not really limiting us. It is just, it is perception. And she knocked perception out of the way. And, you know, we can do this. She did compliment her former Sergeant Major of the Army, Daniel Daly, for helping her create opportunities for women in combat fields. Very cool. Um, so, you know, these are these are positions that give women the exposure that they would need to meet all of that criteria. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty impressive. She is, you know, has gotten promoted as a result of this. And I just think it's such a great way to transition into talking about women in war because Mm -hmm. this moment, as much as she is awesome and powerful, this moment has been a long time coming with not just the last several decades of recent memory and recent history that we know, but we're going to take it all the way back a couple millennia to look at how women have always been in war. and More on this, a global front, not just On a global US. front, yeah. And t- to help people realize how integral women have been to war, even though maybe that wasn't a named position or named leadership, and it's going to be pretty freaking awesome. I cannot wait. I love this topic. 
Because this is like war is a staple in the history classroom. So yeah. like if you're not going to include women here, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. It's like a whole theme. Yeah. You got to get there. Yeah. Women were there. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Okay. Let's get into this. Let's get into it. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks so much for listening to Remedial Her Story, the other 50%. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to bring more voices to the conversation. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.